0: Hello everyone, I'm Gary Hoban and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. Today we're going to continue our series titled The Doctrine of God. We're going to talk about the winds of God today. The text we're concentrating on is Acts 2, 2. It says, and suddenly a sound came from the heaven like a rushing violent wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And we're going to work through Acts 2, 1 to 13. Let's read it together talks about the day of Pentecost. We've all read this scripture and we all love it, so let's let's go through it again together. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like a rushing violent wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them, and they rested on each of them as each person received the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled, that is diffused, throughout their being with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues, in different languages, as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out clearly and appropriately. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout and God-fearing men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound was heard, a crowd gathered, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing those in the upper room speaking in his own language or dialect. They were completely astonished, saying, Look, are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears in our own language or native dialect? Verse 9. Among us there are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and people of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia Minor. Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the districts of Libya, around Cyrene, and the visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes who were Jewish converts, who'd converted to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs, we are all hearing them speak in our native tongues about the mighty works of God. And they were beside themselves with amazement, and they were greatly perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? But others were laughing and joking and ridiculing them, saying they are full of sweet wine, and they are drunk. Now, There's something mysterious about the wind. If you don't believe that, try to explain the wind to a child or or try to understand an explanation of the wind in scientific terms. Because the wind is so mysterious, it's a fitting analogy. It's a fitting symbol of God's powerful Holy Spirit. What preceded the passing of the children of Israel through the Red Sea? All through the night, the trembling Israel cringed in fear between the chariots of Egypt and the sea, while the terrible winds of God cut a path through the heart of the waves. Exodus 14.21 says, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord swept back the sea by a strong east wind all that night and turned the seabed into dry land, and the waters were divided. We are told that when Elijah begged to see the face of God in 1 Kings 19.11, So he said go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord and behold the Lord was passing by and a great and powerful wind was tearing out the mountains and breaking the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind and after the wind there was an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Well, Let's look at the reaction of the onlookers on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, 6 and 7. When the sound was heard a crowd gathered And they were bewildered because each one of them was hearing those in the upper room in their own language. They were completely astonished. Look, are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? We also read in verse 12 that they were beside themselves with amazement and were greatly perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? Now we need the winds of God to blow on us. When they do, it makes all the difference in the world. The Christian movement experiences a new birth of power and people marvel at God's wondrous works. When this happens, we need the winds of God to blow on us. The unsaved will ask you in awe, What does this mean? By what power have you done this? And scores of people will cry out, Brethren, what shall we do? Today, let us gather this thought into one simple affirmation. Wonderful things happen when the winds of God begin to blow. Ordinary people will do extraordinary things when the winds of God begin to grow. Simon Peter was an ordinary man. He was unstable, he was wishy-washy and impulsive when Jesus first met him. Peter nonetheless became the heart of early Christianity just as Paul became the brain. It has been said that Peter that he never worried about what he had said because he never thought about what he was going to say before he said it. Yet at Pentecost, when the winds of God began to blow, those who heard him were pricked in their heart, it says in Acts 2.37, and 3,000 people were converted. Francis of Assisi was an ordinary man until one day when he saw a loathsome leper by the wayside and the Spirit of God struck his heart in a mighty conversion experience. Retracing his steps, he ran back to kiss the leper, who ten seconds before he despised as an unclean thing. When the winds of God began to blow, Francis of Assisi ran to God as easily as running into the ocean as a child. Until the winds of God began to blow, Martin Luther was just another ordinary brown-clad monk, seeking peace in his heart. But by God's power, he was urged to change the history of the world. Wesley, Spurgeon, Moody... Booth, and a host of others. Although they were ordinary men and women, God used them mightily to do extraordinary things when the winds of God began to blow. You and I might be ordinary people, but if we would wait on God in prayer and in faith until the winds of God shook us to the depths, he could use us to do some extraordinary things. Ordinary churches do extraordinary things when the winds of God begin to blow. What are our churches doing that amazes and confounds the unsaved world? The great sin of our churches is that of being ordinary, that of doing the same old things the same way over and over again. What chances have we taken for God? What risks? When have we laid it down? When when have we just laid everything down on the throne, trusting God and his power to see us through? In our churches, the time is here when we must no longer be ordinary. We can't do it. can't be ordinary any longer. Every ordinary church must begin by the power of God to do extraordinary things if it is to make an impression on this world in which we live. After their failure at Kadesh Barnea, the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness in the region of the Mount of God for 40 years as judgment for their disobedience. In Deuteronomy 2, 1-3, however, we read that the wanderings of the wilderness. Let's read it. Then we turned and set out for the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, just as the Lord had told me. We circled Mount Seir for many days and the Lord spoke to me again saying, You have circled this mountain long enough. Turn northward. Where he leads, we must follow. This error must be the error of the Holy Spirit. We need only for the winds of God to begin blowing, that in every worship place there would be heard from heaven a sound like the mighty rushing wind. We need to start praying that the winds of God blow on us. That's the challenge this week. That's what I want you to do. And I really want to encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time. Because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him and He can make you whole, spirit, soul and body. And you're important to God. You know that already, but you're also important to us at the refinery. So When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal His promises to you. So whatever you're concerned about and need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.